We read this morning from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 2, beginning to read at verses 22 through to verses 40. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or, a, or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him that by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the customs of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed the Lord and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is, up, that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your soul, your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in, a, in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Jesus to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee. To their own town Nazareth and the child grew and became strong filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him this is the word of the Lord good morning everyday people thank you for joining us let's just bow our heads in the moment of prayer dear Lord Jesus we thank you for the privilege of 
gathering together, even in this social distancing time, that we can be able to have a fellowship with one another. Thank you that our fellowship and our unity with one another is not limited and bound to one space, but it is a unity of the Spirit and a unity in Christ Jesus. So Father, as we come to learn from your word, we ask you to give us good hearts that are willing to learn and minds that are willing to submit themselves as good disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. So what I'm hoping to do this morning is to pick up three themes that runs through the passage we have read from. And the first two of these themes have something to do with what Christ came to do in this world. And the last theme that we pick up has got something to do with people's attitudes towards the coming of Christ. So the first thing we learn from our passage is that Jesus came to rescue. And we learn this from his name, Jesus, meaning Savior, the rescuer and the deliverer. So he came to rescue. The second thing which we find from our passage has got something to do with the scope of Jesus' rescuing mission. And that is to say, Jesus came for a universal gospel, a universal salvation. And then the third theme has got something to do with an idea that not everyone is going to embrace Jesus. Other people are going to reject him. Other people are going to be suspicious of the message of Christ, of what Christ is, has come to offer to the world. And subsequently, they are going to be suspicious of the message of Christianity. I'm sure you can, you have a relationship, you have someone that you can have a conversation, a beautiful conversation about any subject until you mention Christ, until you mention Christianity and your faith. And then the conversation goes another direction completely. So not everyone is going to embrace Jesus. Now, so far in our series, Dr. Luke has presented Jesus as God coming to enter our world. He has presented Jesus as God's rescuing Savior. And this is what he wants Luke us to understand. He wants us to understand the mission of Jesus as a rescuing mission. And he wants us to know that if we fail to understand this, Luke wants us to know that we have failed to know Jesus. Full stop. And that's what we're going to pick up from this passage. The first thing that we're going to learn that Jesus came to save the world. Now this theme of God and Jesus rescuing the world is not new. It is part of the biblical narrative. All throughout the Old Testament, we see God delivering and rescuing his people. And here is a quote from Professor Atkinson. 
which picks up this theme of God who has been on the business of rescuing his people. The Israelites were delivered from bondage without a war, delivered from the Red Sea without a boat, delivered from hunger and thirst when there was neither food nor water, delivered from their enemies without armed forces. Joyfully, the story delays on the mighty acts of God, his wonders in Egypt, the multitude of his messes. And the whole story is told to convince us that salvation is only of the Lord, who can save by many or by the few. So this theme of God delivering his people has been written in the hearts of his people, the Israelites. So when Jesus came on earth, he was expected to carry on that which God was always doing, saving his people from all their dilemmas. So the passage that we have had read before us this morning is no exception to this idea. And the heart of what Dr. Luke wants us to learn is there in verses 29 through to verses 34. It is Simeon's prayer, the prayer of being willing to die, being willing to depart. What Simeon tells us being empowered and inspired by the Holy Spirit has got something to do with this idea of being rescued. As he takes the baby there in verses 29, he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. So the whole passage that we have read from have something to do about this idea of rescue. Verses 22, we see Mary and Joseph going to the temple, taking the baby to the temple in order to perform the dedication of the firstborn. The dedication of the firstborn was an official ceremony designed to remind every family that they had been rescued by God. Now, in the midst of this ceremony, this baby comes and Simeon picks this baby up and he says he is ready and he is willing to depart and die. The firstborn animal and the firstborn son born in Israel, they were dedicated to God in order to remind them that they were a rescued people. And that is, it was in that ceremony where Simeon picks up this baby. Again, we are told that Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He had been told that he's not going to die until he had seen God's Messiah. He's been waiting for the consolation of the Israelites. And that word consolation, it's the big Bible's word. At the heart of it is comfort and rescue. And that language comes from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, six or seven hundred years before Jesus was born. I 
Isaiah chapter 40 says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended. Her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So Isaiah is looking forward to a day when God will rescue his people. And he says that day will bring an end of warfare between God and his people. It will result in the forgiveness of sins, iniquity pardon. It will result in sin being paid for. They have received double for their sin. So now Simeon was waiting for this consolation for the rescue of the Israelites. He sees this baby being brought by his parents to the temple. And he picks up this baby and he says, Now, Lord, I am ready to depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. So Simeon tells us, as he carries this baby, that this is the rescuer of all humanity. This is the one who will save us and bring us into a right relationship with God, our creator, so that we can enjoy knowing God. I imagine in my mind, if Simeon was living in these times, in, in this modern age, I imagine him being interviewed and, and the journalist asked him, so Simeon, what would you like to achieve before you die in peace? And I imagine Simeon answering the journalist saying, I want to see God's Messiah. I want to embrace Jesus, the Son of God. He did it and he did it physically. And for you and I, it can only happen spiritually. And I want to ask you this question this morning. Have you done that yet? Have you embraced God's Messiah? Have you embraced God's Son? Are you able to die in peace like Simeon? Simeon tells us that having seen Jesus is equal to see God's salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. So Jesus came to rescue. That's the first thing we learn from our passage. Maybe you're asking yourself, but see, what, what is it that we need to be rescued from? Or maybe asking it differently, what would you consider to be the most serious threat facing humankind? Maybe you think it's coronavirus because of its impact globally. Yes, it is on the one hand. But the most serious threat facing humankind, according to Dr. Luke's presentation of Jesus, is God's judgment over those who reject his son. This one is but far more reaching consequences than the coronavirus. This one has got eternal judgment 
over those who turn their back from God. So this is the condition, this is the human condition that we need rescuing from. This is the condition that we need to be rescued from because it's got eternal consequences over us. So here is the point for you to ponder upon. And that is to say that people who come and embrace Jesus, they are the people who are humble enough to realize that we need a rescue. They are the people who say to themselves, we have seen in Jesus the Savior of the world, born on earth to die on the cross. And I want to ask you this morning, are you one of those people who are humble enough to realize that you need a rescuer? Are you the one of the people who can see in Jesus the Savior of the world? And if you are not, I want to ask you, don't you consider that to be your greatest need? Or maybe are you so arrogant to think that you are sinless and therefore you can face God on the judgment day without a need of a rescuer, without a need of the Savior. So having established that Jesus came to rescue the world, to rescue us from God's eternal judgment, to take us in a place where we are at peace with God, now, Dr. Luke moves to introduce a new theme, the scope of Jesus' rescuing mission. He moves to ask the question, for whom this rescue is made available? Verses 30 and 31 helps us to answer these questions. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, for the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus has come to bring a revelation to all people. This is the universal gospel for both Gentiles and the Israelites. Did you notice the order that firstly Luke tells us this revelation is for the Gentiles, then the Israelites. Paul picks this order up later in his letter to Romans, that it's only when the Gentiles find salvation that the Israelites will turn back to its senses and will also seek the Lord. First to the Gentiles, in other words, to the wide world then to the Israelites. So God's scope of salvation is universal. It is inclusive of all people. And this is a glorious truth that we must sit under this morning, even in these times, to know that we are included in God's scope of salvation. You and I are part of God's scope of salvation. Jesus came to rescue us. Jesus came to bring us out of spiritual darkness. And he has come to bring us into the light 
of God. Can you believe this? That on that day in the temple, as Simeon lift up this baby, he was saying, this is the one whom God has appointed to bring about the light in the world of darkness. To bring people out of their spiritual darkness into the light of God. It's easy for us to underestimate the impact of the claims of Jesus. Maybe because of familiarity, we miss the depth and the power that they hold. But the claim is this, this baby is the one who will open the eyes of the blind people. The claim is, this baby is the one who will remove God's judgment from people across the globe. Black and white, rich and poor, all are included. Whatever religion, whatever creed, whatever background, this baby is the one who has been appointed to lift the darkness from them. So here then is the analysis of God, of all people outside of Christ. Whatever social status or social class they may be at, God tells us that without Christ, they are in the dark. Without Christ, they are blind. And because of this reason, God has made for them available Jesus Christ. He has made Christ available for them to be the one who brings about the revelation. The one who takes away this blind, this spiritual blindness from them. Bringing the light of God to them. If they decide to turn back to him. So this puts an urgency to you and I. To share the gospel of Jesus. With our friends and with our families. Because outside of Christ they are in the dark. And God's judgment is on them. God's eternal judgment is on them. Until they embrace God's gift in the person of Jesus Christ, that judgment will not be removed. It's only when they embrace Jesus Christ that that judgment will be removed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we... We want to confess that both in our actions and in our attitudes, we have lifted the fist to your throne. We wanted to run our lives our way. We have rejected you. But thank you for the gift of Christ who has come to rescue us. So, Lord, we ask you to forgive us when we have walked away from you. Lord, I pray that for those who are still far away from you, who are in the dark, that in the person of the Holy Spirit, you will whisper to them and be able to soften their hearts 
and make them realize that they need a rescue. We worship you.